Welcome to another edition of Growing the Game with Ballsy. I am Michael Ball, and I appreciate you checking out my podcast. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so if you take some time, I do appreciate it. And please support these businesses that help me spread the word about our great three-down game in this province and beyond. Like one of our title sponsors, John Ryan. John has given back to this community so many times, and most recently in Regina for the President's Dinner at the U of R with his lovely and talented actress, comedian wife, Sarah Colonna. They were Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift before. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Our first quarter brought to you by Face First Medical Aesthetics. Beat back father time in a naturally looking way with Chrisinda to catch and her gang above gabbles on Dudney Avenue in the heart of Regina. She is becoming the go-to person, not just in Regina, but in Southern Saskatchewan, even as people from out of province traveling to see her and her awesome crew. In the spotlight in the first quarter is Tom Sargent, 33 years of football coach, 26 years head coach of the Saskatoon Hilltops. He has his team undefeated and rolling, but it's a different kind of team as you'll hear. 26 years as a head coach, 33 years coaching. It is Tom Sargent of the Saskatoon Hilltops. Has that 26 years flown by? Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a ride. But you know what? We're living in the present and uh, taking on what's coming our way. And we've got these mighty Regina Thunder coming in this weekend. So ready for that. Yeah, so tell us about the first meeting. How did you see it through the Hilltop sidelines there? Well, you know what? We sort of got a little bit of energy, a little momentum, and, you know, let's get real here. Regina has done a heck of a job. Anytime you go into Mosaic, it's that's not an easy place to play. But, you know, we made some plays. Our, this young team's confidence grew and grew, and by I guess by the end of the game, we felt pretty good about the performance. Yeah, I would say so. It was a, per, a pretty convincing performance. How uh... – I know you live in the present, Tom, but how nice was that to uh, get back some, uh, I don't want to say what you lost, but what the Thunder kind of gained here the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, anytime you're coaching a team that's got a lot of room to improve and grow and and, and they put on that type of performance, it's just led to bigger and better things. And, for example, this past weekend we get down, you know, give up a touchdown to Empton Huskies, but then for the next three quarters we sort of, you know, rule the roost. And, and, you know, as I said, it's, uh, this team has, is a very strong upside and each game they play, they're getting better and, and, uh, feel real good about, you know, us moving forward. We're, yeah. we're in a good situation. Yeah. You talk about a young Hilltops team. What's that like for you as a, as a veteran coaching staff? It's been rejuvenating. It's been a lot of fun. We, we've had, you know, we, we've changed some things up, you know, we're real with that, you know, Last year we had 23 fifth-year players, and and this year I think we're, we're sitting at about four. So you know when you when you break that down, we we've changed some things, and I think we're seeing the fruits of the labor. And hey, and these players just stepped up, they showed up, and they played hard. And and as I said, they're uh, they're ready for for more opportunities to compete. Was that always the plan, Tom, to go younger? Like were you looking ahead two or three years? Well, when I decided to come back last year, I said, you know what, guys, I, I got a two-year plan, and, you know, I won't lie, we're, we're ahead of schedule where I thought we were going to be, and that's a credit to the coach and staff for the, the hard work they've put in, and, and credit to the players. They're, they're getting old-school coaching, and they're responding to it. Yeah, talk about that. How is the old-school coaching meshing with the, with the young, new guys that are trying to figure out what it means to be a hilltop day in, day out? Well, better than I thought. You know, at the end of the day, they're, they're, 
There are a whole bunch of kids that have responded. Hey, we, we got a lot of new starters. So half the bells, you, you don't, you just didn't know what, where it was going to end up. And, you know, all of a sudden we, we got a safety and Dalton Irvin who's got four interceptions. We've got a new punter who's leading the league in punting and a place kicker that's, you know, 16 for 19. And, you know, you just keep going, you know, four new starters and old line. And it's just, it's just been real neat to see. And, and, as I said, and we're only getting more cohesive and gelling more as a team as we move forward. And, you know, we're, we're looking to, you know, hey, as we head into game seven, we're looking to play our best game of the year against the Thunder. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second because you guys have been top dogs for a very long time. The Thunder starting to put it together slowly and consistently here in Regina. Um, you know, how much does that fuel your fire, having a, 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 comp, a competitor that's going neck, neck and neck with you? Oh, it's unbelievable. It, you know, the... They, they do make us better. It's great for football in Saskatchewan. It's great for football in Canada. And, and at the end of the day, we know they're going to come out and play their, their, their best on Saturday, and we got to match that. And, you know, and, and to be very frank, they probably know us just as well or better than we know ourselves. They put a, You can tell when you coach against them, they're, they're well coached, their players are in good spots. And, you know, we got up the ante as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, hey, they're, they're going to be pretty fired up to come into here and try and do the same thing we did to them. And, and we know that and, and we're prepared for that. And we expect them to play their best game of the year. And, and we're expecting to play our best game of the year. Nothing like a fall evening there in the home of the Hilltops. It's going to be a great one. I remember from back in the day. So uh, you, you mentioned a, a two-year plan. How long do you want to keep coaching, uh, Tom? Well, you know what? I, I, I've never put a premium on that. Is hey, I keep showing up. But, uh, <laughs> my my key still works, and and every time I get that whistle on my neck and head on the practice field, I got a big smile on my face. So certainly love what I'm doing, love what I'm doing it with, and as I said, certainly enjoying this year. You know what? We're six and zero, oh, and and as I said, we're looking to continue that type of. Uh, success and flavor as we march forward and the scholarship dinner is always big off the field i know the riders tied in with that it's great to have that relationship with the uh the parent pro team oh no question we're so blessed to have that relationship with the riders as as any team in saskatchewan is and looking forward to our special night on saturday night and hey that's one thing i learned though you know the old thunder they they love to spoil that evening force and they've done a good job of doing that so <laughs> you know we we, we got to keep our eye on the prize and make sure we just come out and play hilltop football saturday night it's always great to talk to you tom we'll uh, try not to be a stranger good luck in this game saturday good luck going into the playoffs yeah much much appreciate that balls you all the best to you as well take care today's show is brought to you by the iphone 15 the most advanced iPhone yet, with only half the flesh-eating radiation of an iPhone 12. The iPhone 15. Time to recognize a second title sponsor here on Growing the Game with Ballsy. It's Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and Prince Albert, your SGI-accredited auto body repair shop. They're a family-owned and a certified collision care OEM-approved auto body shop, providing comprehensive service as part of a worldwide network of best in-class collision repair shops. Their customer service team can manage the entire process on your behalf to ensure everything you need is taken care of. And their high-performing, technically advanced team of auto body experts knows how to deliver exceptional workmanship and here's the key in the shortest time possible which is important in today's day and age 
Choose Advantage Collision because they care about your safety. Our second quarter brought to you by Murad El-Khatib over at AGT Foods. You know him. He's the World Entrepreneur of the Year and a guy that uh, really puts his money where his mouth is as it relates to this podcast and helping out amateur football, both the women's team, the ride in Regina, and of course, he heads up the board of directors as the president of the Regina Thunder of the PFC. Recently had a chance to catch up with Wally Buono. He and his lovely daughter Christy had an initiative that involved the riders when they traveled to BC to take on the Lions for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. You could have a chance to watch a game with Wally, get two Wally Buono signed jerseys. You'd get to watch the uh, warm-ups on the sideline with Wally. Accommodations, the whole 10 yards as it were. Here's my conversation with the all-time winningest coach in CFL history. You are a very community-minded guy. You've always been a community-minded guy. Before I get into the latest uh, example of that, where did that come from? Where Where did you decide? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna help out the community as much as I'm gonna help on the field. Well, part of that, like, is, is was when I was uh, brought up. Uh, you know, people really helped me. You know, we didn't. Uh, my father died when I was very very young, and my mother didn't have a lot. Uh, so, you know, we had a lot of people that supported us, uh, helped us with stuff. And, uh, you know, you, you don't forget those kind of things because you know how meaningful it is to people. And, uh, you know, it's, there's no sin in, in needing help. And uh, so if you can help somebody better themselves or uh, make a better life for them, why not? Yeah, so check this out, folks. Wally Buono is going to be at the Ryder game next uh, week on the 29th when the Riders come into BC Place, which is, uh, we're hoping, going to be a key West Division matchup for the Riders after they hopefully beat Ottawa. And uh, you get a chance to sit in the stands with the greatest coach of all time and his daughter, Christy Buono. Uh, and uh, by the way, I've met Christy. She's a great gal. Um, and uh, it's the uh, chapter. She's the chapter director of BC and the Yukon for the Make-A-Wish Canada. Now, here's the deal. The bidding is open. So far, $1,125 has been raised. You get two pregame sideline passes to watch and critique warm-up with the winningest coach. Two signed Wally Buono jerseys, the ultimate fan bragging rights. You've never watched a game in the stands? Is that true? Like a CFL? Well, I guess you probably wouldn't have. Well, no, I, I wouldn't have. As I told somebody else today, if I was in the stands too much, I'd be on my way home. So, uh, <laughs> you know, when when you're playing, you want to stay on the field. When you're coaching, unless you're in the press box, you're on the sideline. So I've been very fortunate. Even when I was the GM, uh, you know, I always uh, stayed in a box and stuff. And, uh, you know, so this is something that's going to be uh, uh, foreign to me, but also very special. Yeah. What's it like, though, Wally, not to be, have your hands? I know you've helped out in different things. Teams have asked you to come in and to help them out. You've, you've done the speaking tour. We've been on the stage together. But to actually not be in the game, has that been a difficult transition for you at all? Can you watch the game and just watch it as a fan? Well, you know what, I, I do watch it as a fan because when the game's over, uh, it doesn't kill me that we lost and it doesn't <laughs> give me that much satisfaction that we won. But uh, I do enjoy the games. Uh, as my wife will say, I'm a way better coach today than I was uh, five years ago. And, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, you never lose uh, who you are. And uh, there's times you question the decision or there's times you say, hey, man, that was a great, a great call or a great decision by the coach. 
Do you ever have those uh, pinch me moments, though? Like you talked about growing up, your your father passed away at a young age. Your mom uh, raised you uh, with the help of uh, others. And, uh, you know, now you, you're a great football player and a great coach. Do you ever have to pinch yourself the life that you have now? Uh, not only as a grandfather, but I'm talking the football life you have. And, and, and that it is a big deal to sit in the stands with Wally Buono and get autographed jerseys and everything like that. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I've been truly blessed, uh, you know, by the good Lord as far as a lot of things. Uh, you know, and when you, I look back on my life, uh, you know, I don't have regrets. Uh, you know, I've had a great life. Uh, I've experienced something that very few people have, which is uh, life in sports. And, and we've been somewhat successful at it. Uh, I have a great family, four kids, a, a good wife, and six grandchildren. And, uh, you know, I have my health. So when you all said and done there's not much more that you need and you're passing it along we'll get that uh, link up on our website and uh, the bidding stays open until 7 30 on sunday so we'll get the rider fans on board uh, thanks for this wally enjoy time with the family and we'll uh, hopefully see you next friday in bc well hopefully uh, you can you can bid on it too mike and uh, we can sit down and, and have a good chat well are you going to cut yeah but wally but, but wally if you're if i bid on it and i win then you have to come up to the booth and call the game with luke and i maybe that's what we have to do <laughs> well maybe i'll be your color guy but uh, i won't be calling the game <laughs> that, that, thanks wally take care my friend okay have a great show bud our halftime sponsor, the SAS Selects football program, operating out of the Yara Center in Moose Jaw with Zelko and his great wife, Deb Stefanovic, as they've done a great job helping grow the stars of tomorrow today with their excellent support staff and the coaching staff. And the program's expanded now to Alberta and Manitoba. They got a round of tryouts coming up for their uh, winter team in November. So make sure you uh, go to their various social media platforms or website to find out what's up next for the SAS Selects football program. Of course, each halftime, we check in with our health and lifestyles expert, Tish Duffy in Kelowna. And Tish joins us in Kelowna. So did you dodge the uh, terrible wildfires there? Well, uh, it was a little bit close for a couple of days, especially with that wind. The neighborhood beside us was on alert. So we were definitely uh, on high alert for a couple of days. But when the, the wind died down, we watched um, the firefighters and all the stories and uh, were able to stay in our homes. But it was definitely a scary, surreal couple of days for us over here. Yeah, no kidding. I have some friends there too. They had to like, evacuate their homes, but fortunately, everything's good. Uh, all right, so let's Great. talk about, uh, we, we're here to talk uh, uh, health and uh, lifestyle. Uh, you're our expert. You've been doing it for over 30 years. Um, and as we get older in anything in life, uh, I always like to ask guests questions. What would what would this Tish Duffy tell younger Tish Duffy that's getting into the uh, fitness world? So I'm going to ask you that. Is there anything or any nutrition tips that you'd like to give yourself, your younger self, now that you know more? Yeah, I mean, obviously with training, lots of people over the last 30 years, it's, it's helped me figure out sort of the five or the six key things. And also, you know, by just doing trial and error things for myself. But um, I think the, the one thing that I've really, really recommended to a lot of my clients, not just for weight loss, but just overall better health and sleeping better is try to go to bed on an empty stomach. I always 
encourage even just to go to bed feeling a little bit peckish. Like you don't really want to eat a full meal, but you, you could go for that snack, but instead uh, of not going for that snack, you just have a warm tea or you have a big glass of water. I know it doesn't sound that entertaining, but if you can go to bed feeling a little peckish, you're going to sleep way better, but also it's going to get you up eager to start your day to actually have a really good fueled breakfast. So that is one of the one things I really recommend, especially for people who are just trying to get rid of a couple of extra pounds. That really is a key uh, habit to get into. And I think one of the other really important things to do is to make sure that you're incorporating a protein shake in your day. And I think the timing of that shake is also really, really important. So, you know, I try to encourage my clients to have like a big 30 grams of just a whey protein, or if you're vegan, there's lots of vegan options to put in just water, shake it up with ice, drink it about midday, like 3, 3.30 if you're having dinner around 6, that gives you lots of time to still eat and, and enjoy a good meal at dinner. But that evening meal should actually be one of your smallest meals. We, we kind of have it backwards in Europe, in, in, the, in Canada, in the U.S., in Europe when I lived there for a year. They actually do the opposite. Their smallest meal is in the evening when you don't really need the calories. You don't need the energy. So if you have that 30 grams of protein midday at like 3, 3.30, you're going to tend not to be over hungry and overeat at dinner. And so that, that meal at, at night is going to be smaller. And again, sleeping better, getting up and eager to eat the next day when you need the fuel in the morning um, is, are the two things that I would recommend. All right, so you have five or six, and much like you just yeah. mentioned there, eating small, we give our listeners information in small bits so they can absorb them. We'll get to the other three next week. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Michael. Have a great day. When you're out with the boys, does this sound like you? Yeah, here's your beer, Tom. Tom, beer. I can't see it. Where is it? Right here. Just, huh? Grab it. Where? Tom, it's right in front of you. I can't see it. Oh, come on. It sounds like Tom should be an official CFL official. That's right. We're accepting applications to be down on the field during games for next season. Are you passionate? Offside, Saskatchewan. Can you make things up even though it didn't really happen? Face mask, Saskatchewan. Are you creative? Saskatchewan 45, Super duper holding. <laughs> then it's time for you to be official. A CFL official. Ruining games for as long as we can remember. Send your resume to jobs at AskClownsInTheStripes.com. Someone said football, so I come running. Also accepting resumes for timekeepers. Time count on announcer. 15-yard penalty on Saskatchewan. Time to recognize our third major sponsor. This guy is Regina Football Royalty as well. He always steps up when I ask him. He is kicking butt in the real estate game, a three-time Grey Cup champ, two with the Alouettes, one with the Riders, got a start on the RMF fields, went to Leboldis, played for the Regina Thunder, played for the U of S Huskies, coaches the U of S Huskies, and uh, is in the Regina real estate game at Royal LePage. If you want to get involved with real estate, give Paul Waldo a call at 306-502-5355. 
In the spotlight here in the third quarter, the Regina Rams. We're going to take you back to IG Field recently, where the Rams played the Manitoba Bisons. It was a history-setting day for a Bisons kicker, as you're going to hear the great play-by-play description from Sean Kleisinger, and then him and I broke it down on the weekly Sports Cage show Monday to Friday on 620 CKRM. You can find us every weekday, 3 to 6. The Rams offense takes over first and 10 from their 21 on first down. Sieben back to pass. He's going to arc this one down the middle of the field. He's looking for Mims. He's got it! Inside of Bison territory. Tackle just shy of the 40-yard line. First down, Regina. Dushinsky, four receivers, far side left. He's going to scramble up the middle, but he has nowhere to go as Brayden Wegg, like a German suplex style, throws him to the turf for a sack. Maya Turner, the first female player ever to dress in a U-Sports game. Could she be the one, the first ever to score points in a U-Sports game? The snap is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. Oh, listen to the crowd. That's when I got to be a part of a little history here. Maya Turner. They're going to slip a screen to Olivier Savard, and he has room. He crosses the 50, cross midfield, buys in 50, buys in 45-40, near sideline, pushed out of bounds. A huge screen pass for a first down. Regina snap to Steven, handoff off the left side. Erickson inside the 20-15-10. He might go all the way, five, into the end zone. Touchdown, Marshall Erickson. Great job by Matthew Hadjewicz, the left tackle. Just an awesome seal block on the left side. Dushinsky has four receivers to the near side right, and he's going to look that way, then he's going to look left, and he's going to try to scramble again up the middle. Then he backtracks right into the arms of Cameron Ma. And another quarterback sack. Head high snap, hand off to Garwood, up the right end on first down. He turns it upfield across midfield, cross the Bison 50, inside the Bison 45, down to the 40-yard line. Rumbling, stumbling. First down, Javon Garwood. Dushinsky, snap, standing tall, throws, rainbows towards the end zone. He's looking for his man, caught, touchdown, Bisons. Deshaun LeJure with his first touchdown of the season. First and 10, Sieben, he's looking right now. Pumps, rainbows, near side of the field, looking for Sokol in the end zone, hit the flex, and then it flexes into his arms. Touchdown, Regina. Great concentration, the ball was just a little bit underthrown. Deshinsky under center, Deshinsky gets the snap, he's moving the ball forward, he extends his arm, oh, and the ref is giving him a touchdown. Deshinsky gets the snap, pushes forward, looks like he has enough. He's into the end zone for a Bison touchdown. Third and five, Sieben fires, and it's caught! Enough for a first down, Emmett Stittman with the big reception. Shotgun snap, Sieben, play action, back to pass, standing, throwing, wide open, complete at the five-yard line, Stusick cuts it back inside, dives for the goal line, and he's going to be marked down at the one-yard line. Under center, he fakes the sneak, he's going to throw it over the top, and it's caught! (laughs) A big leaping catch! And Graham, Sokol and Graham were the two tight ends on the play, they both, right on the snap, just released straight up the field. This is the two-point conversion, Sieben's in the shotgun. He's going to play action. He's going to dump it. It's caught by Erickson. He needs to get into the end zone. He's in. Turns it upfield. And it's good. The pride of the Miller Marauders. Out of the hole to Stusick. The kick. And the kick is short. And that is going to be it. The game is over. The Manitoba Bisons defeat the Regina Rams 27-24 here at IG Field. So, Zinger, back to that game quickly in Winnipeg. Uh... Maya Turner makes history. Uh, she kicked a field goal early, and then she got the winning points, didn't she? Is that right? Yeah, she did. In she overtime. kicked the game-winning field goal in overtime because uh, the Rams, they really uh, could not move the ball in overtime mm. in their too many games. 
I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but maybe looking back at it, maybe try running the ball a bit because uh, it was just the same old story in that overtime period. It was a, it was a good ball game, though. I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but yeah, I, I wish the Rams could have won. So the this game. is Sieben's team then, Owen Sieben's yeah, team. Well, it looks looked, like right. He looked pretty good. He made he made one you know a couple bad decisions here and there, but what do you expect? He's a young quarterback. This was his first U Sports start under center, mm-hmm. so I think he played pretty dang good, man. I mean, he had made a lot of nice plays on the run, a lot of nice uh, accurate plays. That one long post over the middle in the first quarter to uh, Deshaun Mims was just right in the basket. It was such a nice throw, so mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a bright future, man. So Excited. Na- so I know how I feel. Okay, I know how I feel. I've been there a few times, more than a few times, as the voice of the Rams and now the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Your first time into Winnipeg, I believe, at IG Field, at least up in the booth area. Just get your overall thoughts on uh, the comparison between the two stadiums, because everybody says I look at it through green and white glasses. All right, so where do and I... you're a sports guy. Yeah. You really appreciate <sighs> this stuff. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, where do I start? Okay, so... Let's start with the exterior of IG Field. I I like this kind of stuff. So upon entry into IG Field and the outside of the stadium, I was was actually very impressed when I got there because, you know, there's a lot of uh, player banners on the light posts outside. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, graphics. It just feels like a, a football stadium on the outside. So that part of it's really good. But if you compare the, the actual... You like the Bud Grant Trophy or oh, statue yeah, the, out front? Oh, good, good. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks for reminding me. I like how the Bud Grant statue is on a, a base pedestal yeah. with a description. I truly believe, I, I, I wish that Ronnie Lancaster and George Reed's statues outside Mosaic Stadium would be on the exact same type of base pedestal because, you know... There's a lot of tourists that, you know, that roll through the city and, you know, if they go up to the statue and they see it, you know, they might be thinking, well, who's yeah. this guy? I mean, even Vince Lombardi and Curly Lambeau are on yeah. a statue. Yeah, uh, I agree. A base. I agree. So that part of it I really like. And also uh, inside the press box at IG Field, I like how uh, there's a lot of wall graphics, wall art. You know, it says the Bob like, Irving Media Center. Yeah, the Bob, the Bob Irving Media Center is very nice because uh, in the corridor and the hallway it has a, a, a blue wall that yeah. says Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Obviously, I'm not a bomber fan here, but yeah. just saying, like when you're in the press box up there, you know that you're at IG Field. Something you know, with Cactus Jack Wells. Yeah, there's lots up there. There's yeah. a lot of a uh, you know a lot of nice decor. That's something that I wish Mosaic Stadium had. I, I feel like in the press box at Mosaic Stadium, I, I wish that there was some you know Saskatchewan Rough Rider art on the mm-hmm. in the in the corridor, like some logos, you know, some like player art, you know, just to make it because if you plop someone in there with their eyes closed and they were were to open their eyes, they might not even know where they are, you know. Yeah. But if you do the same in Winnipeg, you you would know that you're at the home of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They even got the finer details in the bathrooms up there with the with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers hand sanitizer and the, and the and the the trash can. So they've got a little bit more attention to detail, yeah. I agree. But when you enter into the the meat and potato, like the stuff that really matters for a broadcaster. This is where Mosaic Stadium takes the absolute cake, as you know, Ballsy, because when you're looking broadcast right, if a team is on within, you know, in the red zone, say within the 20 yard line, you have no idea what yard line they're on. No. You have no idea. I, like, I have a kink in my neck. You see it, it's still popping yeah, out because I, I was, my head was cranked. 
half the game trying to find out where the ball was because the a visiting team broadcast booth is literally right on the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. So that part of it I did not like. And also, you cannot see the scoreboard in the visitor broadcast booth you have to i'm not i'm not exaggerating you have to literally stick your head out the window and look up to see you know the scoreboard to see the replay to see the Ours, score and, and inside like what is t- that what know, kind of agricu- <laughs> agriculture yeah what kind of architecture is yeah. that and also uh ours just looks big time from the inside when you look at yeah. it inside it looks big time yeah. and actually when you look at it from the outside like the overhead drone shots ours mm-hmm. looks like a big time stadium yeah so altogether i think IG Field they, they do a good job with like you said the finer details yeah. like the like the decor and stuff something that maybe Mosaic doesn't have but as far as the actual structure of the stadium yeah. uh, I think Mosaic Stadium takes the cake I agree and now a few seconds inside the mind of the lady that works at the dry cleaners why do I do this job oh you need this lime green blouse back by Tuesday at 5 why Are you playing a skittle in an elementary school production of Willy Wonka? That was just a few seconds inside the mind of the lady that works at the dry cleaners. Time now for the fourth quarter stretch, and we're going to recognize the final sponsor, our fourth quarter sponsor, Kevin Welsh and the awesome gang at Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon. Saskatoon's only certified roofing business. They specialize in GAF, Certainteed, and Malarkey Roofing. Call 262-ROOF. Well, John Ryan, we mentioned him as a title sponsor of this podcast. I caught up with John as he just returned from Seattle, where they were celebrating the 10th anniversary of their Super Bowl championship, their only Super Bowl, and he's the only Saskatchewan kid to win a Super Bowl. We also talk a little pop culture. I guess it was the 2013 team, but the 2014 championship, right? It's kind of weird, the NFL, that way. Yeah, with the playoffs landing the next year, that's how it always goes. Yeah. So before we get to that, before there was Swift and Kelsey, there was Sarah Colonna and John Ryan. You trailblazed. <laughs> you tra- you trailblazed it, my friend. I think I saw today his jersey sales went up like 350% or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I, when Sarah and I started dating, mine went up four and it was all purchased by her family. So I don't think it's quite comparable to two uh, scenarios. I will tell you this. I brought this up. What do you think of this? I don't think they're dating. I think this was all a PR stunt. I don't think they're in love. I think like the NFL got a huge bump because Taylor Swift's there and more people, more eyes are on it. Uh, Tay, uh, uh, Kelsey, obviously, um, you know, he, his Travis Kelsey, his jerseys just went up, got uh, hundreds of thousands of more Instagram followers, which will bode well for his social media with his brother, Jason. I think this was all a PR stunt. It is very well could be. I think that if it is, he's really going to regret it on the backside because he's going to have about 5 million, probably 50 million 14-year-old girls are just hating him on Twitter every day, and he's got to put up that for the rest of his life. And then uh, an angry song written by Taylor later on that he'll have to hear all the time. So yeah. if it is a media uh, ploy, I think he's screwed up. Well, and that's just, that's that's where she gains, right? Because she can write a whole album about the Chiefs and Mahomes and Kelsey and everybody, right? Yeah, I mean, she dated Jake Gyllenhaal like 20 years ago, and there's, he still gets hate on his Twitter account. So, I mean, yeah. um, people absolutely love her. So, 
Um, I hope that uh, Travis is truly in it for love, but probably not. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, uh, Travis Kelsey's uh, outfit that he was wearing after the game, walking out with her. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's a thumbs down. I mean, I couldn't pull that off in a million years. Yeah. But I saw today that outfit is, like, sold out online now. So I mean, uh, It's I'm crazy. Sure people, like people are ridiculous. I mean, I, yeah. The people are ridiculous. And, John, they say that there's a rumor going around to get her out of the suite where she was in Mama Kelsey's suite. It was funny. Mama Kelsey would have nothing to do with her either. Get out of my way. I'm watching the game. <laughs> but they snuck her out in a popcorn machine. That's what I heard. I did, I did see that today. Whether or not that's true, it's pretty wild. Hey, how about this? Now, you joke about having four jerseys all purchased by Sarah's family. By the way, you have a gem of a wife. But anyway, um, Josh Dobbs helps the Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys when nobody gave him a chance. They were 12 and a half point dogs at home. He went to the key, he went to the store today to buy a jersey for a family member and his jersey wasn't in the store. He's like probably in his mind he's like okay, like really. No, nobody th- I got here 17 days before the start of the season, so I get it. So then he goes to the the kiosk and he goes to get a custom made one and his name is not listed you know amongst the names that you can custom make a cardinals jersey have you heard anything so bush league in your life that's hilarious no that that, that is hilarious i know they most teams only have you know five six seven different guys that are already pre-made and on the shelf so that doesn't surprise me that his jersey wasn't available but most teams have every guy's name on the on the roster available for purchase to be ordered. And so to not have him on there is a, a bit of an oversight and a little embarrassing in my opinion. Dude, you were one of the top-selling jerseys here in Saskatchewan when you were a member of the Rough Riders. Everybody jokes about the punter, but you were in the top three the couple of years you were here. Was your jersey, the John Ryan jersey, ever in the Seattle Seahawks store? Did you have to get it custom-made? Uh, it was. It had to be custom-made for, I think, the first eight years I was there. And then they did have it in the store for the last two and uh, actually, if you if you hit a certain threshold, then you get a kickback from your jersey sales. Yeah. And uh, right around that Super Bowl time, is like I kind of hit that threshold, and that was the only time in my career that I hit that got that uh, that royalty check, which was nice. But uh, that it is. was uh, it was maybe more popular than people might think, but it, there wasn't the, there wasn't a ton of money. Now, was that in the era when you had the long like wrestling hockey hair type deal? No, that that's when they sold the uh, socks with my face on them, though. That that was the the one. Uh, piece of merchandise that came out of that. Oh, nice, man. Um, so what was it like going back, celebrating a you know 10-year champ? It's kind of funny. You're a Ryder fan. You won your Super Bowl the last time the Ryders won a great cup. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, even, I didn't really register to me until I started reading some articles about uh, the Ryders' uh, anniversary coming up. But it was, just, it was crazy being back. It was uh, the first game that I've been back to in Seattle. Uh, the whole team came. Almost the whole, all the guys were there that could be there anyways, 35 or 40 guys. And uh, we just... Uh, to be honest, just a party for three straight days, you know, just uh, catching up. Uh, it was it was just like we all stepped back into the locker room from 10 years ago. It's like no time had passed. Uh, guys, uh, you know, shooting the you-know-what and mm-hmm. guys, uh, you know, picking up fights that they left off on uh, nine and a half years ago. That uh, just, you know, just hilarious to be back there, buddy. Okay, so give me one fight, like one fight you can air, like what one grievance. What were you guys fighting about? <laughs> I, there, there's most of them you can't. The, the one fight, not well, uh, I've seen argument. Yeah. Uh, one player was not happy with his contract negotiations with John Schneider uh, <laughs> nine years ago, and he brought that up right away. The first thing you said to him, like, like very seriously too, like what the hell went wrong in our contract negotiations ten years ago? And John's like, I I negotiated 
thousands of contracts since then I don't even remember. That <laughs> you know? is... so it's just funny how guys hold little grudges inside, and uh, yeah. nine, ten years later, it still comes out. Who Besides the kicker, who is your best friend on the team? Oh, man, uh, there, was a, there was a running back named Derek Coleman. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. He came from the golf term Regina. Yep. Uh, he's now working for the Green Bay Packers. He was actually the first ever um, legally deaf player to play in the NFL. And, uh, he's, a, he's a guy that I, I still keep in touch with, and uh, we're still close. Let's talk about that NFC Championship game. No! Sean Kleisinger, the big Packer fan, you threw a touchdown pass. Take me through that play. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a dire situation. We were, I think, we were down oh, about 19 points or 17 points, and it was pretty deep into the third quarter. We hadn't even scored a point yet, uh, and we actually put this fake in on, I believe, it was Thursday. Thursday leading up to the Sunday game. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a fake that we saw all year. We didn't practice all year. It was a fake that we kind of had uh, based on what they were doing, uh, crashing hard on that outside. And so it just it happened so quick. You know, as I run on the field, I just look over at Pete, and he calls the play, calls for the fake. And I was like, wow, we're, we're doing this. Like, it's this is either going to be the what you're known for forever in a good way or what you're known for forever in a terrible way. And uh, it just worked out absolutely perfect. Uh, scored the touchdown. Uh, and then, you know, that sparked the comeback. You know, yeah. we, we have absolutely one of the craziest comebacks. You know, onside kick, crazy two-point conversions, you know, a 50-yard pass to win it in overtime. It was just uh, one of the craziest games, and I'm just kind of always – I'm always proud that I helped kind of spark that because uh, in my position usually, you know, you're not the – you're not the carried off the, 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 the field on the guy's shoulders when you're a punter usually, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that I was that day, but, you know, that, that's kind of how I felt. So it was pretty good. Feeling. No, I was good. And it was must have been nice to beat the dreaded Packers, the team that, uh, you know, said they were done with you. It was. You know, you, you try not to hold grudges. Uh, and that, even at that point, you know, that was, uh, man, how many years? That was like seven, eight years after they had cut me. So... Uh, you you kind of act like it doesn't matter, and then uh, when you're in the moment, you're just like you just want to put the screws to them, and it feels so good. It kind of feels like uh, you know personal vendetta. It felt pretty good. Yeah, that is awesome, man. Uh, lastly, I want to get a shout out. You know who? You know who might deserve some big time credit? Like Geno Smith is having a renaissance there. Uh, another good game. Sixty nine percent of his passes he's completing. The Seahawks, uh, you know, had that stumble in week one, but I think it really woke him up. Pete Carroll's good for rallying his team, as you would know. But how about Kerry Joseph? Though? former Saskatchewan Rough Rider quarterback that's on the coaching staff now, and he's going to have to have a hand in turning Geno Smith around there. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that's probably the guy that Geno Smith will be talking to the most day-to-day. And uh, obviously, you know, what Pete can do, as we've seen with the quarterback, what we've seen, what has not happened with Russell, or has happened, however you want to look at it, in uh, in uh, Denver, uh, you really have to think that Pete has a lot to do with this. And now with, with Kerry in that room, uh, a lot of credit's going to go to him, you know, because uh, as I said, he's the guy that kind of has his hand on him every single day. Absolutely, man. Well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate going down memory lane with you, and I always love talking uh, pop culture. Kelsey and Swifty, not quite as big as Ryan and Kelowna, that's for sure.